Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Dylan Snyder as he made his way back through Vegas, finally of legal age. We talked about his time off spending it with family and friends, Drake, FGL, Sam Hunt, his favorite music era of country music, of course, 2010 to 2015, his writing style, breakups, signing a new deal with Broken Bow, and so much more. You know what? Let's get to know Dylan Snyder. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Back in the studio again with Dylan Snyder, dude. Welcome back to Vegas. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Dude, hell yeah. Anytime you guys want to roll to town, you got the number. You, you, you know how that works, right? Absolutely, dude. I know. I know. I'm excited to be back here. Uh, it's always a good time, and it's been a little too long, if I'm being honest. I think the last time we were in this room, kind of, you know, getting down to business and talking about everything uh, was like four or five years ago, so it's good to be back. It was quite a while ago, and now you're legal. You're in Vegas. <laughs> you're gambling. You're drinking legally. Can't get in trouble. Don't tell my mom. Uh, she's not going to listen. <laughs> mom, He. I did not let him drink I'll send her the link in the morning. She'll love it. <laughs> That's funny. So are you up or down? Am I up or down? Let's talk money first. I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was wondering, you know. This is new <laughs> to me. I, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm looking at my boy Joey, my manager, and I'm like, yo, you got to teach me a little bit how to play blackjack again. I haven't played since I was 18, which was four years ago. I was in Minnesota, and there it's legal to at, play right. at 18. Um, and then, dude, like growing up, my whole dream was for me and all my boys to fly out to Vegas for my 21st birthday and enjoy that together and just go crazy. I had this whole plan in my mind. You know, I, I saw the pictures already. I was like, I knew what I was going to put on Instagram. I knew how we were going to do it up, and uh, COVID happened, and, you know, uh, I ended up having my 21st birthday in the kitchen of my home in Nashville, Tennessee. With five or less people, of course, because you don't want to get you in trouble. <clears throat> no, there was definitely uh, more than that. It was probably 30. Don't tell anybody. That's what I'm saying. Five or less. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, five or less. It was a good time, though. It was fun. But, you know, my, my whole my whole dream and stuff was to come out here for that. So it's good to be back finally and good to experience Vegas, you know, for real a little bit. Do you think you'll put your 21st birthday back together again and come out with the boys and kind of do it the way you were supposed to? Definitely. Yes. Definitely, dude. As you should. <clears throat> I'll be back uh, a couple of times over the next few months at least. I mean, I think there's a bachelor party. One of my buddies is from Baton Rouge. He's like... 26 he's about to get married so we're gonna come back out here for that so hopefully that'll be a good time that'll be fun um and then acm's coming up right we'll come hang out for that Um, what do you do when you come out for the acms you just show your face and kind of like dude i don't really know what to accept you know i've never been i don't know what to expect i've never been to the acms personally out here in vegas um i've uh been to the cma parties a few times in nashville uh and it's just been, you know, a weird thing ever since the pandemic and stuff. You know, uh, the parties aren't as big or they don't happen all the time. Um, so this will be an interesting time for me. You know, I'm excited to see what it has to offer and it entails. But Are you going um, to the actual award show itself? I'm not for sure yet. Um, I think maybe it's a possibility, but I know for sure we're definitely going to come out and have some FaceTime and Hell just yeah. hang with people. And I mean, because it's literally like Nashville packs up and like leaves for like a few days just to come to Vegas. So I, I can fun. tell you typically, pre that pandemic COVID shit, this place was a zoo. Like yeah. we would do a show on a Thursday and everyone and the brother would show up because that's when we would get to town and everyone knew just to come to Stoney's. And then Fridays and Saturdays were just another shit show. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to put it. Just shit <laughs> show. Because the people come in and they know how to get in the back door because they played here or they came with someone that played here and my phone would ring and the weirdest people would, like, I'm like, I don't even know what this number is. And 
Dude. He's, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm sure it's a zoo. Yeah. I, you have no idea what's going on. I, I have a bunch of friends that are asking me all the time, they're like, are you going out? Are you going out? And I haven't really known over the past few weeks, but I've got confirmation. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be out here. So Sweet. I'm excited. Like, what? It's like two and a half weeks. So yeah, it's coming it'll be quick. good to be back. Yeah, it'll be good to have some fun and, and, and have a little bit of, you know, a Nashville family out here to enjoy it with. So when did when did Mama's House really take off? So you're one of the writers on that song, and some guy named Dustin Lynch put puts it out. <laughs> when did that song really take off? Was it during COVID Man, or just before? Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. It's a crazy story. Um, I mean, there was a lot. I think that you know came with with uh, the whole COVID and in Mama's House being on the radio at the same time. I mean, there was unfortunately you know wildfires and stuff out west, and and it was a weird thing. Like that song was such a big thing, but like obviously you don't want to like be singing about stuff that's like negatively affecting people's lives, and you don't want people to hear that. So it, it kind of like I think got a little shade for a while. I mean, if I'm just being honest, but I was proud to be a part of that song, and and. I know Dustin was excited about that song. I mean, the whole, you know, town of Nashville was like, this is one of the biggest, coolest songs I've heard in a long right. time, which was so, so cool. So it, it picked up. It went to radio um, February of 2020, and that was my first single, uh, my first cut as a songwriter in Nashville, you know, besides writing songs for myself. So that was so, so cool because I've looked up to Dustin for years, and um, I've been to so many concerts and, and I remember like my dad being like Dustin Lynch is a superstar like he's like somebody you know that I love to watch play and, and the first time I ever like my dad used to take me to all the country concerts that I grew up going to in, in Indiana and the first time I ever took him to a concert was a Dustin Lynch concert because he told me he loved him so much so I thought it was cool that like the first cut or first song I ever had with somebody was, was with him it was kind of like a full circle thing it was pretty cool how far did that song go? it went all the way up to number three um, so many people were like, dude, it's going to go number one. And, and I, I, ha I had my doubts, you know, I was skeptical. <clears throat> do you think it had something to do with like the timing of it all? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I'm just being hundred percent honest, yeah, it totally did. Um, which is unfortunate, but it was on the radio for a long time, which is good for me. And yeah. it was good for Dustin and it was a big song, dude. I mean, people listen to that thing and. They just assume, you know, it's a hit. It is a hit, but... It's, dude, they, I mean, everybody The big knows thing it. for me was, like, that was my first single. I wanted a number one. You know, right. you're going for number one. Like, that's a huge, huge deal in Nashville. It's a huge, huge deal for anybody. I mean, that's a dream come true, you know. The whole thing was a dream come true, but for it to get a number three and, and do what it did, it was... Uh, it was amazing. I can't complain about it at one bit. I never even looked at the looked at the other side of it and said, wildfires. Dude. I never even looked at it that you way. You just never know, man. I mean, people suck. Yeah, it, it's it it's really had nothing to do with that. But dude, it, I mean, it's just like, damn, man. You know, it's like yeah. the timing, shit. You know, you you want it to be, you want it to be, um, you know, all positive and people to enjoy it. But I understand when when things are, you know. Did it come back? Did you get backlash from that? Did you hear people talking about? Uh, no, not. I mean, not personally to us. I mean, it was like you know we had no intention of that. Sure, well, you I can't never, plan for that. No, you know? I, I'm not saying that. But um, did people come back and say that? No, no, never. Just something no. you guys thought about of. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was just kind of what had to be done, I guess, in certain people's minds, which I understand. But uh, it was unfortunate. Obviously, I feel like that song could have been huge and been really big, really, really fast. But you know, you, things are out of your hands sometimes. How but. about how about the next one that goes to radio is your own and it goes number one? Would that be a better feeling? Literally, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, you know, and I'm like, oh, that was my first single. Like another artist, I'd be insane, but. I write with one of my best friends in the whole world uh, back home in Nashville, and his name's Gabe Faust, and we grew up together back in Indiana. And I think that, like, 
if I end up writing a song with him that goes to radio and and it's a number one and it's both our number ones and we share that together, it's my own song. Like, right. That'll be a special moment, you know. Like, yeah. That'll be something cool. So I I still have so much to look forward to. You know, I, I keep my my spirit up and. Dude, uh, you're young. You have a lot to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited about the future. Um, it's. It's gonna be sick, dude. I, I think that might be what happens. So I'm I got my fingers crossed. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and feel that with you because that's what I think is gonna happen too. It'd be badass. That's, that's the only other choice now, man. Think about it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. You got to at this point, dude. I think uh, maybe it's just God's plan. You know, everything happens for a reason. So like, let's go to 2020. What's like the one thing that you pulled out of that that made you reflect on life, or as a writer, or as an artist, or as a, just an all-around dude? Just being 100% honest, like, I spent a lot of time with family, which was nice. Uh, I mean, you know, we go way back. You've known me since I was 17. Yeah. So I've been all over the place ever since then. You know, it was constantly every weekend, two, three, four shows sometimes, and I was gone. I was never back home. I was always in Nashville. I, I, I didn't even really have my own apartment or place to go to till i was like 18 19 so i'd been there for like two years and it was just back and forth like go home see the family for like a day go to nashville write songs for three days uh and then go out on the road <clears throat> excuse me and uh play shows for the weekend you know and it was it was constantly crazy so like the pandemic was obviously terrible but in in ways for me, like I, I find a lot of positives from it in my life, my personal life, you know, which is good. It gave everybody an opportunity yeah. to do that, I think. And some people took advantage of it. Some people pivoted. I got messages from uh, um, Tim Pickens. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I got something from my buddy Todd, who works at Curb, sent me a picture of him and some dude at Home Depot. And I didn't even put two and two together until I realized it was Tim. And I yeah. was like, this is freaking cool. Like, the end of the day is everyone had to do what they had to do. Yeah. I mean, it's that's kind of a scary world that we lived in there for a while. Absolutely, man. It was weird. But the, uh, the amount of time that it gave me to spend with my family uh, as well. I was in a relationship at the time. And, and to just be, like, real, like... I, I was, like, in love. Like, it felt good to, like, just kind of be away from, like, the craziness of, like, what my life was. And, you know, it was kind of like a fairy tale in my mind. Like, just being able to, like, hang with my brothers and sisters and, like, watch them grow up a little bit over, right. like, the course of a year. And it was cool because they're all, like, in high school. And, I mean, we're all very close in age. Like, I'm 22. Uh, my sister's 19. My other brother's 18. And my littlest sister's 17. So, like, we're all kind of getting on the same page of life and having the same, like outlooks and they're all i don't know i'm not gonna say crazier than me i'm kind of crazy myself but <laughs> they're all you know like growing up and having fun and and we all can kind of like you know mesh a little bit better than we ever have been able to but um that was fun i loved being with my mom um my mom is my best friend in the world and and I, you know i miss her all the time so the fact that i gotta be around her a lot and i know at that time it was kind of cool because i feel like my family needed that that moment of us all to be together like they hated when i was gone um and it sucked i hated being away from them there was just a lot of stuff going on personally um but so it was nice but also being in a relationship i got to like i said experience a little bit of like love and, and feel what it's like to actually be like normal you know like a kid growing dude up and, and like and being around young someone. love it, it gives me like content to write about it gives me feeling to write about sure like, john Mayer's one of my favorite artists and i feel like he always talks about like I've been through so much. Like that's where I get my inspiration and, and ideas to write about. And I've I've written plenty of songs about that year and and, and what that whole experience was like for me. So it, I got a lot out of it, dude. It's kind of you got to be a normal person again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the best way to put it. It was yeah. it was nice. 
So do you find a balance in that now, now that that shit's mostly all gone and you get to go out and do what you love to do? Dude, yes. I mean, the question you just asked, yes. I I try every single day to, like, slow down and just think back and be like, dude, yeah, I, I, I'm I busy. I do a lot. I am chasing down a dream that not a lot of people ever really, you know, go after. Um, but also I'm like... I am a normal human being at the end of the day, and I got to worry about my mental health and like right. my personal, you know, stuff too. And I try to find a balance because I feel like that's how people fuck up. Like, just to be honest, like at some yeah. point, like it's just like, dude, you you got to make sure you're level headed all over the place. Because if your career's here, but your mind's you know down here, that's gonna take a toll. If your mind's up here, but your career's here, you know, you got to balance it all. You got to just like make sure you're you're winning all over the place i have a son older than you and i'm still learning that balance thing because i i i don't think people ever really truly do like learn it but well it's a good thing to challenge yourself to do it is i mean at some point i looked at the at the whole pandemic thing and i went from seeing music every single week you went from playing music every week i felt the loss maybe not as bad as you because that was your art outlet you know <laughs> yeah but i was like sitting there going what the hell do i do now and yeah. now i consume it and i appreciate it more and we've noticed that people that come here they appreciate it different cuz it was stolen from them i mm. mean if if you're used to something every single week and then all of a sudden it's taken away you're like holy shit i want that back absolutely yeah man i i mean i feel that it's it's just crazy dude it's been a whirlwind i'm just i'm just happy to be back out on the road i'm happy things are hell yeah are kind of coming back to normal and I'm happy to be here. You know, it's you've you've got exciting. a couple new singles out too. Twenty one and over. <clears throat> yeah, lost in a small town. Yeah, where'd those come from, dude? Those uh, we wrote those. I actually wrote twenty one and over um, early of like twenty twenty one, and then uh, lost in a small town was like twenty nineteen, kind of like at the tail end. I was on the FGL tour like the summer of that 2019 and, and I was coming off so inspired like I was writing a lot of really really cool good stuff at that time and that was one of the ideas that I had and we knocked that thing out we were excited to put it out and then it everything just got pushed back you know so it took a while but we ended up cutting it like summer 2020 during like quarantine I went to my stu- uh, my uh, producer's house and we got in the studio and, and cut vocals for a bunch of songs and uh, that was like part of the first batch and then we kind of polish it up finished it up and we were like all right yeah we'll get these five songs ready yeah we'll take them you know to uh some labels honestly we were gonna like pitch them around and be like if anybody wants to pick up these songs and help us out you know we're gonna drop them either way but we'll see what happens and we kind of shopped around nashville for a minute and then finally uh we ended up signing with broken bow which was awesome is that who you're with now Yeah, yeah yeah i'm with broken bow i signed there last summer and it's been nothing but great ever since I I made that deal. And were you uh, with someone before that? Yeah, I was with um, I was with Interscope Records, uh, out of L.A., which was really really cool. It was an amazing experience. They had just started their country, uh, kind of wing, I guess, out right. in Nashville. And uh, a few years down the road, Florida Georgia Line jumped in. They started their own thing, and that's how I ended up getting on that tour back in 2019. Um, they came into the Interscope deal, and we put out an EP called Whole Town Talk, and it was like four songs, and it was a great experience. I mean, everything that I went through, I'm so glad it happened, and it was all for the best, and I think it just got me ready for where I'm going, you know? So Sure, it's yeah, all learning, was, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it was such a cool time. Do you prefer going out with like an artist like FGL, or do you like going out on your own? Um, 
I mean, I love going out with people that like I look up to. Like they they were one of my biggest inspirations. So that was like a dream come true. I do love going out by myself if it all makes sense. Uh, you know, like the small tours are for me like it's a hit or miss sometimes, you know, sometimes you go to a great market, sometimes you go to a slow market, you never know. Um, you go to those big markets, I think it gives you a big opportunity to like, obviously have a platform and like be in front of people that, you know, maybe not don't know who you are, but are going to love what you do. Or, you know, more people are going to come out to the FGL show than are going to come out to the Dylan Schneider show because obviously everybody knows FGL is coming to a city. Some people might be fans of me and not even know that I'm coming to that town. I'm just going to be honest because at that level, some of those smaller, smaller places, I mean, the promotion is like is hit or miss. Everything's hit or miss. I mean, you just don't know depending on the market you're in. So if I had to be honest, I would prefer to go on bigger tours and just be support and like get in front of as many people as I can. I right. think that's a big, big help. Did you see when you're out on the road with FGL the like the growth in your social stuff? Yeah, it was working pretty well. I mean, we did like a month and a half, like two months altogether. So there wasn't a lot of time. And then obviously things slowed down. I got out of those deals. COVID happened literally within the next three or four months after that. So everything was just like at a halt. Right. I mean, I didn't really get to see it continue to prosper, continue to go. I mean, that was kind of the last big thing I did. Uh, and now, slowly but surely, getting back into back it. together. Yeah. So if you had your choice to go out with someone on the road, do you have like a, a dream team that you'd love to go hit? Damn. Um, yeah, if I could do like anything, I mean, I think it would be either like support on a tour for like Dustin Lynch would be cool. I feel like me and him would do, like, some really cool stuff together. I feel like we have a similar dynamic. But also, like, Kane Brown, I feel like just the way we came up really early on and, like, the social media age and stuff of what was going on. Like, I think even some of his fans will remember who I am, even if they don't follow along or know. Like, it was right. really, really early, like, back in 2016. So I've always wanted to get with Kane. And then, I mean, similar to the FGL situation, like, Sam Hunt is, like, one of my biggest idols in country and like just somebody that like I try to look up to and you know kind of not mirror myself but like kind of you know follow that that formula and just I I love the music I love what he does I'm I'm not just a fan of country I'm a fan of everything so uh, I like to incorporate it and be as real as I can and not outside of, in the wrong way outside of country who's your favorite artist Drake Drake for sure yeah Drake's my favorite artist overall we I have mean, he always has been the um my buddy that I bought the bug from, mm-hmm. um, his name is Stephen Wesley. He played here. I think he has second time here, and he's really good friends with Drake's dad. Really? And Drake's fucking dad showed up here and got on stage and sang with him. No I way, I mean, some shit's man. happened here, man. Like, but that Dennis? night, Dennis, yeah. Dennis Graham, yeah, nuts. that's crazy, dude. Nuts. Yeah, I got photos. Of Drake's him. dad's from Memphis too. Is he? Yeah. It's just it's so weird. Stoney's has just turned into this thing. We've only been doing music here. I'd say about seven years we always done music but we've make maybe two or three times a year like we do a low cash show or a, a gretchen wilson or so, yeah. something like charlie daniels like just just a crazy one-off but now yeah. doing it every week just people are starting to really start to consume what stoney's is all about and yeah. using it as a platform for new music and everything it's kind of funny that the people that just show up at this place man oh yeah it's huge what you guys are doing out here man i mean it's it's a very very serious club it's a very very serious place to pull up to and i think there's a respect that comes with Stoney's. Like, it's, you, it's real. Like, you know you're getting, like, quality and you're getting real deal stuff. Well, I don't want... I know that you guys are out on the road and you guys go play places 
I mean, I don't know any of the other venue names that you go to and the sound guy shows up a half hour after you do and <laughs> and the floors are all fucked up and the PA sounds like shit and the sound guys... I've been to like every single one, yes. I feel like, across the country. But you know what? Carter Winter said something to me that I absolutely loved. He would go on the road back when he was hustling and uh, he said that they would look at their tour schedule and they see Stonies and that's all they would do is focus on that because they knew it was halfway home. That's cool. Yeah, it made that's us feel awesome, good. man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we said, dude, anytime I can find a good excuse to be, like, be over here and you guys want to have me, like, I'm there. Right. Always. Um, I wish I could get out here more, you know. I wish it wasn't as far as it is from Nashville. True. This would be a go-to spot all the time. Well, we've always tried to do some stuff with, like, the, the singer-songwriter stuff, like even Whiskey Jam. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've talked to those guys over there at... They got a losers here, but it's too tough. It just doesn't make sense financially for anybody. And this market doesn't consume like they consume in Nashville. Yeah. Like you could put you up as a as a as a songwriter, um, or someone that you've written with, like Gabe for that matter. But yeah. people in Nashville would know who he is and, mm-hmm. or know of him or heard of him and they would come out and support it here. It just doesn't happen, so it sucks. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, the culture's different and I mean Nashville, like that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, so like everybody Absolutely. knows everybody. It's all one big family as far as creators, producers, writers, you know, artists, whatever the hell it is. Like, it's one big team over there that right. comes together to go all over the country to come to places just like this, to come to places like, you know, we've been in Arizona the past couple of days. Like, it takes a team to make that happen. And, like, everybody there is, like, assembling one big team. And uh, you, it's like if you don't have your guy on guitar this weekend or you don't have your your content dude there's always somebody else to call and somebody always wants to jump out you know what i mean but yeah like when you get outside of that realm like not as many people are into it or know what's going on for sure like dude i talk about it all the time even with the industry everything man like it's just we all get in our own little box in nashville um and it's understandable because that's where we work that's where we live but we got to realize at some point like outside of that like Everybody in the world just doesn't even care about what we care about, and all they want to do is have fun and listen to music. They, they don't know any different, and I think that's kind of yeah, the... and that's great. I like that. Yeah, this that's that's where that's where I work. Everywhere else is where I got to go, like have a good time and vacation right. and, and enjoy myself, and you know, be like people are just here to have fun. They're not here to worry about the statistics or like you know the drama, the bullshit that comes with anything else. Like that's where it happens in Nashville, uh, you know, because you're just. It's like you're at practice in Nashville, you know, you're trying to get better all the time and then right. you go play the games and hopefully you're you're good, you know, like going out playing shows, being on tour, that's playing the games. Like Nashville is practice, you know, and that's where you just got to like get it all good and get it all tight and be ready to uh and entertain the fans, you know? What I mean, entertain the people that that love what we do. I go back to the the Sam Hunt thing that you said. I remember the day I was driving to San Diego, and is that that album the acoustic one? Is it Behind yeah, the Pines? Between the Pines. Between the Pines. Yeah. And that song Vacation came on. Yeah, I love that song, dude. And I just sat there and went, "All right, I'm gonna go ahead." And I listened to the rest of the album. I was blown away, and that's I what made that me a album. fan. That's yeah. what made me a fan of. Like I was like House Party, whatever, dude. It was cool. I mean, whatever. But then I listened to that album. I went, "Holy shit!" Yeah. No, they got a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, a lot of good covers, a lot of good things that he's written for other people. Yes, and it all sounds so cool, man. Like I love, like I like the version of Cop Car on that better than the versions Same. on the album. Same. I like the acoustic thing. It's just a cool vibe. Even I met a girl. Yeah, I met better. a girl. It's really cool. <laughs> I met a girl. Is dope on that, dude. Yes. No, yeah. no doubt, man. I love that, dude. I, that album. I mean, I've I think on this trip out west, I've listened to every Sam album, like. At least twice, probably. Yeah. yeah, dude. I just sit there and like listen to what I love, and that's the thing about me is like I I, I don't really have playlists or like I don't like follow anything. I just kind of like have my music that I like, and I listen to albums like top to bottom. Sure, that's how I 
tight listen. So if I hear an artist that I like, I'll download their album and listen to their album. If I like their album, I won't. Or if I like their album, I'll listen to it. And like, I won't just play one song. If I put it on, like, I'm listening to the whole damn thing. Right. You know, it might even start in the middle, but I'll go all the way back around to that song. It's funny though, because you go back 15 years. Uh, music and stuff like that. You never had that opportunity. Yeah, you really didn't. You either. No, yeah, yeah. You're screwed with like the, the like the streaming and like the uh, yeah the Apple Music or the Spotify or like whatever. You can just put it, you know, on repeat and listen and to it, run all the way through. It's so cool. Yeah, back when you had to have CDs, it's like you start at the top, you went to the bottom, or right. you have to skip around. Yeah. Every now and then, you 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 got a CD player that had shuffle on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which was pretty cool. I mean, my, the first CD I was ever really into that I. I did listen to Top to Bottom like probably a million times. It was All the Right Reasons by Nickelback. We were listening to that in the car on the way over here today. You're not supposed to tell people that, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> what they say. I am a proud I'm a proud Nickelback. I'm a big Nickelback fan. I'm like dude, my favorite you know what? band ever. That's why I picked up a guitar. Think, think about everything that that Chad dude has put out has been a banger. Every single thing. Chad Kroger? Yeah, yeah. he's the man. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to be a rock star. I think he's done that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. the, we, were, we were clowning about that in the car today. It was funny. I was trying to. Uh, Everybody says they're not good, but like, dude, come on, they're like the biggest, or the biggest rock band of like the twentieth century. Ever. Yeah, in the last twenty years, is the biggest. You rock could take band. any of their songs and put it on the radio, and be successful. You know why they have the most haters in the world is because they're the biggest. Yeah. I mean, that's just what comes with it. I always joke because I would tell people, you can't let people know that you like Nickelback. You just can't. And then other people would come back and be like, "Well, why? I don't understand." I'm like, "Well, you're not a fan of music. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about." Because it's just a joke. More than anything, I it's think, a joke. I think even Drake gets a lot of hate. Like, but he's the biggest like rapper. I think right. he's the biggest, one of the biggest artists in the world. What's what's um pop star? Yeah, with DJ Dude, Khaled. That's a, that's yes, a good song. the video. Yeah, with Justin Bieber. I think I've watched that thing a hundred thousand times That's myself. Genius. Dude. It's genius. Did you see the bloopers for that thing? I haven't. Dude, you gotta go watch those. There's that point where he's walking down the stairs and Justin takes his phone and fl- flips it. Uh-huh. They did it like eight times. Oh, well, did he ha- <laughs> doesn't he catch it? Or is oh, is that fl- what happens? Yeah, it falls on the ground, yeah, it's the wall, it's the wind. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. great. Um we were talking about uh, after Midtown earlier. Michael threw a question at me at the end of our interview and about blew me away. Um twofold because I didn't expect him to ask me a question and second because he was surprised how fast I answered it if you could go back and listen to one album again for the very first time and get that same feeling that you had the very first time you listened to it what would it be you can't say Nickelback motherfucker either <laughs> <laughs> um damn that's a really good question um for me I'm gonna have to take a second like literally um I think there's just so many that like the one, the one that you could just, it's like one of those ones that today you can listen to over and over and over again, but that first feeling you had the first time you heard it. I mean, it would probably be Anything Goes, Florida Georgia Line. Okay. That's like one of my favorite albums of all time. How and come? What, did, what what was what was in there that, that did that to you? It was just like, literally like the soundtrack of like, or the soundtrack of like my teenage years, like growing up, like when I first got into Nashville and stuff too, like that was what I would play. Like with like I said, Gabe, when we would write songs or we'd stay up too late or we'd do dumb shit, you know, all night when we were in high school, still like juniors, seniors. And um, I was just kind of freshly in Nashville. I, I had left high school like a year before. And like that, those songs were just so like influential and like important to like who I became and like what I was doing. And it really gave me the drive to like go for it, you know. Right. I think that album is always going to be super super special to me i like, think i could go put back. that thing on and and we would just that we would literally just like put that on repeat like it would play all like 10 or 11 songs like, it's 12 songs 
and we would just keep it going. Like we wouldn't even stop it. We didn't have a playlist or like we. That's just what you did. It. Yeah, I'm gonna go listen to it again and probably get a new look at it. Dude, it's so good. Like the that era of country was so good. Do you like old school traditional country or do you like the new pop stuff or I mean I like anything go stuff. I like yeah. 2010 to like 2015. That's yeah. my time. Like that is my favorite time. I like the new stuff. I like uh but I don't like all of the new stuff. That's the right. thing. It's I weird. Mean, I, no, no, I don't, Some of yeah. it's weird. I don't like all the new stuff. I don't like all the old stuff. Right. I uh, I like everything that was in that little pocket of when I was like you know, 13 to, like, 17 years old. And you just listened to it through radio back then? No, I would just buy it and, yeah. like, listen to it on my phone. I, I, I didn't listen to a lot of radio. Um, I, I didn't have I a still, car. I was young, you I know? Still I mean, don't. I would listen to whatever. <laughs> I would listen to whatever at the time if I was in the car, but I didn't have um, I didn't have my own car, you know? So, like, I didn't... That, I, when I was growing up, it was the time that, like, iPods were coming out. I, my first phone was an iPhone. Like, right. I had that at my disposal, you know, so I just used it like that. And, and I keep forgetting that you that you, you guys are kids, man. <laughs> it, it kills me because I go back to the day when I used to make mixtapes. Like, literally, I would make my own fucking mixtape. Yeah. that's what I would listen like to. Like on a burnt CD? No, on a cassette tape. Brother. Oh, a cassette yeah, tape. Yeah, and I would, I'm even going to throw it back further, but th- I would record stuff off the radio onto this little mixtape, and that's what I would listen to. That's cool. Yeah, but that's cool. There was a girl that I ran into not too long ago. She lived around the corner from me, and um, it's probably been about five or six years since I talked to her. She still has one of the tapes that I gave her. Really, I don't have anything to play it in, but I think it would be kind of fun to go back and listen to what the hell I was making back then because I've always been a fan of music. Absolutely, but that that is a cool thought. I mean, do they sell cassette players or anything? No, your... but you know what? That car that I sold today, when I bought it, had a cassette player in it. I had to put a new stereo in it because I didn't know what the fuck to do with the cassette player. You should just held on to it for a second and said, hey, can I get that back? I want to yeah. hear my, my That's. A, I mean, I told her I wanted... I mean, I would literally go... I'm sure Walmart sells something with a damn tape player oh, in it or something. Oh, for sure. eBay somewhere. But I would love to get it from her and listen to it, and I'll, I'll write down the songs. You'll be like, who the hell is that? <laughs> who the hell is that? <laughs> That's funny. What are your goals for the rest of this year? Man, um... I want to I want to hop on a tour at some point. Hopefully, that you know that's with Dustin Lynch or Sam Hunt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I I want to play shows. You know, I I hopefully want to finish writing an album or or something like that. We're gonna put some music out over the next couple of months. Do you like um, the idea of a complete album, or do you like the little EPs? I've always done the EPs. I'd love to just put an album out and right. just see how it does. And I think it's time for me to put an album out. Almost. I think so like, too, man. People would love it. I think it'd be cool. Um, when I first met you, I had this thought in my head that you write way, way, way older than you really are. Has yeah. anyone ever told you that before? People have said it. People yeah. have said, yeah. I mean, I, I, the thing about my writing, too, is like I I wasn't always writing what I lived. I was just writing kind of stories. Like I, I always say, like, they're like, oh, I'm sure you go through so much. Or like, how, have you, how do you understand this? I'm like, I, not to say that I do. I just, I kind of like live life and listen to people and like well you've seen look it. at things and yeah, yeah it, writing a song is like <laughs> writing the script to a tv show or like writing a movie it's like yeah you have melodies and you have music but like you're telling a story at the end of the day so like if i have a story that i want to tell in my head and i can put it out there like that like i'm still gonna write the story you know what i yeah. mean they're not all my words and all my experiences but like i know what it's like to go through certain things or or i, I see other people go through certain things and and i want to like you know express that if i feel like damn that's kind of interesting right 
I mean, I would listen to some of your stuff, and I'm like, I would think the same thing. How the hell does this kid know anything about this stuff? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, dude, I was like 16, 17. Like, obviously, I didn't know some of the things I was talking about. I had never been through it, dude. Like, I haven't been through like a real breakup until like a year ago. Yeah, I sang, you know, a million breakup songs. I've sang a million breakup songs over the last few years. Like, I wasn't like saying that this is me, but like, I know everybody has experienced that. It's relatable. Yeah, yeah, sure. and like. It's cool, man. I feel like if you can, you don't have to like go through something, but you just know how to write things and like tell stories. Like that's a big part of songwriting. Do you do you prefer to to uh, to write music or do you prefer to to actually go out and sing it, be on stage? I like to perform. Yeah, personally, I like to write too. Um, writing's harder than performing, though. Performing's easy. I just do it every night. I go up there, I enjoy it. I know what I'm gonna do. It it flows. Writing has its moments where it's like. Damn, like, you know, I might write the best song I've ever written one day, and then the next day I'm like, the next two weeks I don't know what to say. I right. don't know what to how to write, you know. It's like it's like baseball, you know. You, you hit a home run, but then you get in a slump. But you, it, I've experienced that a lot, personally. Have I'm going to be honest. I don't write great songs every single day. That's just well, reality. Well, shit, you'd be a gazillionaire. I don't think anybody, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody in Nashville does. No. Dude, it's like uh, if you could hear all the songs that all your favorite hit songwriters write, if you could hear them every single day, I guarantee you there's a stack higher than the ones that are hits. Absolutely, that are shitty. Shitty. That's just real. But Ed Sheeran said it himself. You got to write a hundred shitty songs before you can write that big hit that you're. It's like you're a camera for. that uses film. Do you know what that is? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on, dude. I go back. I mean, I was in the '90s for a year. For I know year. what that is for a year, but you you think for back, two months actually for two months <laughs> when you have a camera and it's got film in it and you take thirty six photos like really when you would really develop them there was like maybe one or two that were pretty good that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> now now we got the iPhones and the girls are like no take another one this way take it sideways take it up this way take it take it with flash oh wait wait, wait let me uh, let me refix you know do my hair I, I, the thing that kills me is when the girl says that's not my side I gotta go to the other <laughs> yeah. side I'm like I, what the fuck I used to be on the road and always be like is that your good side because <laughs> yeah. they would tell me that I thought it was so funny dude this has been fun tell people how to find you online absolutely man uh, you can check me out Instagram Dylan Schneider Music uh, Facebook Dylan Schneider Music Twitter I think it's just at Dylan Schneider I haven't been on my Twitter much lately. Does anybody tweet? <laughs> Unless they're p political people. And, that's the, it. and then um, Snapchat is DT Schneider 23. I don't get on that very much either. What about TikTok? TikTok is at Dylan Schneider. Do you I haven't use that? used that in a while. Uh, I've been like toying with it. Like, yeah. especially like the end of last year when we were putting a lot of music out, we were toying with it. But um, it is at Dylan Schneider, and I'm sure it'll pick up. We'll have a lot more coming out soon. Thanks again for the time. Absolutely, dude. All passion, all laughing It's that kiss out in the rain Fall hearted, fall fasting Swear up and down you'll stay On this side